Hey, here we are again. Talking truth. Talking truth with Brian Clark, Nat Crawford, and me. Larry the Cable Guy, Dan Whitney. I, you know, I want to. I always have to introduce all my names so people. Nobody knows who Dan Whitney is. They know who Larry the Cable Guy is. They know who Mater is. So I feel like I have to say all three. You think I still have to say that since we've done so many shows? I think people there know There are always by now. new people coming in. No, absolutely you do. All right, Tooth Fairy Two. Uh, we can probably leave that one out. <laughs> Even though it was a great movie, should have won an Oscar. I liked it. What um, uh, but anyway, listen, I love doing this podcast. It's talking truth. Uh, what happens here is Brian, we're on Genesis 45, um, and Brian's going to read the text. And then Matt and Nat and I, basically, we just comment on it, on what we think about it, and... and uh, Hopefully, you guys will get something out of it. I know Nat and I get a lot out of it, and Brian gets a lot out of it. But uh, the focus on this is on guilt, forgiving yourself, uh, peace. You know, it's like when you live with guilt and fear, it's like having like a 50-pound bag of sand strapped Mm. to your back. I mean, it really is. And it's unhealthy, and it's bad for you. And you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Because everywhere you go, that weight is just tearing it tearing you down you know but you know what changes all that in a second forgiveness absolutely forgiveness will take that away listen we're going to talk about the day we're going to continue the study of joseph and i hope you're i hope you enjoy it i hope you're listening at home this is kind of a different type of podcast i'm uh, I like to think of myself as just, uh, you know, I'm just, I, I, I have questions like a lot of other people do, and uh, I love Jesus. I, uh, I have the hope. I want you to have it too, but I struggle with things myself. This is awesome. So hopefully we can bring you in and be a part of it, and uh, we'll listen to Brian. I asked him if he would do this show in Spanish, um, but I don't think he's going to, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Yeah. We're going to try to do it in every language. All right. So if you go out to your car, see that it has a flat tire, is that good or bad? Bad. That's probably That's bad. bad. That's bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, bad. But what if because of that flat tire, you were delayed? And missed being in a fatal car accident. That's good. That's good. That's really that's good. Really, yeah, that's good. That's good. So is that flat tire a good thing or a bad thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, it's a yes. good thing. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was bad. But then it became good. Mm-hmm. But then it became good. But okay. I didn't know it was going to be good. You guys are oh, sharp. Oh, man, this is, this is <laughs> yeah. <really> hard. <laughs> hey, and speaking of, that happened the other day when we were, we were coming back from Orlando to Nebraska. We, uh, uh, my mom was late. My niece was late getting her somewhere where she needed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, she's the, and my wife said, honey, don't worry about it. She's late. Obviously, she's late for a reason. Maybe there's an accident that God's making us miss. Who knows? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. So right. I, I didn't let it get me down. However, uh, changing a tire sucks. Yeah, did Kara change? So the that tire that part's you? bad. Yes. That part's bad. I said, "Honey, if you, you don't need get, to get the tire, change the tire." <laughs> Thank You're God, so my spiritual. wife changed the tire. That's why God gave us triple A. Let's yeah. be honest. Thank God, my wife changed the tire. We'd have been in a wreck. <laughs> right. right. I've seen your mom. She's pretty burly. Uh, okay. All I'm right. Sorry. 
So it's easy to keep a record of all the bad things that happen. But what about all the ways God is working on our behalf, like things we may know nothing about? Like how many times might God intervene on your behalf, even on a daily basis, but you're completely unaware? Maybe he's been way more faithful to you than you realize. The Bible states that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I mean, what if we really believed that? Joseph believed that, and it changed not only his life, but the life of his family. Genesis 45 opens with the word, then. Finally, this has been a long time coming. As a result of the brother's brokenness and repentance, and Joseph's choice to offer grace and forgiveness instead of anger and revenge, the moment of truth has arrived. Joseph's brothers all stood before him, and he couldn't hold it together any longer. He sent everyone out of the room except his brothers, and he wept so loudly they heard it in the streets. Even the household of Pharaoh heard it. Can you imagine what his brothers were thinking? They had no idea what was coming next. Joseph regained his composure and finally said the words we've been waiting for. I am Joseph. Wow, can you imagine being one of his brothers in that moment? The text states they were paralyzed with fear. I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into slavery, he tells them. Well, now that's getting right to the elephant in the room. Joseph acknowledges, yes, his brothers had evil motives, but God used their evil for good. They could not go back and change the past. It was over. But Joseph saw that they had repented of their sin, and he responded with grace and forgiveness. Joseph was able to do this because he could see God was bringing good out of what they intended for evil. Joseph told his brothers to go home and get Jacob and the others in return. He would give them the best land in Egypt while the rest of the world would be surviving the famine for five more years. Jacob and his family would be living like kings. One moment Jacob's sons are trembling with fear because of their own sin and guilt, and the next moment they are recipients of the finest blessings the world had to offer. The brothers head home with an army of Egyptian carts and servants to move them all back to Egypt. For 22 years, the brothers let their dad suffer in agony, believing his son Joseph was dead. Now they must tell the truth. They had no choice. We don't get any details. All we know is that they told Jacob. He was so shocked, the text says his heart went numb. He couldn't believe it. Over Jacob's lifetime, he had been quick to believe the negative and slow to believe the truth. He was definitely a glass-half-empty kind of guy. Joseph was the opposite. In the midst of the most difficult and confusing circumstances, he continued to trust that God would bring something good out of this evil. Joseph's great faith had served him well. Now God was bringing about unimaginable good. Jacob sees all the Egyptian carts and servants, and he believes. The text says his spirit was revived. He came back to life. 
Faith brings life into our spirit. Fear drains it away. For 22 years, Jacob had been living like he believed God had fallen off his throne. In reality, God had been at work preparing Joseph to save them all. Yes, it was true. Once again, God prevailed. Try to imagine the roller coaster of emotions these brothers experienced. They knew they were condemned because of their sin. Even if no one else ever found out, God was aware of their sin. Before Joseph, they stood condemned, but instead, they received not only grace and forgiveness, but incredible blessings. Imagine what it would be like to be those brothers. Then again, we are those brothers. We stand condemned before a holy God because of our sin. God has every right to lock us up and throw away the key. But incredibly, Jesus grants us forgiveness instead of condemnation. We are the recipients of his grace, blessings beyond comprehension. The story of the brothers is our story, and God offers salvation, grace, and forgiveness. He offers reconciliation to those willing to repent of their sin and to turn to Jesus, the only one who can save them. So let's bring in Dan and Nat. Let's talk about this. Perhaps, guys, one of the best ways to really appreciate our salvation is to put ourselves in the brother's shoes. What a moment that must have been. Yeah, that's true. You know, that reminds me of what grade was I in? Probably seventh grade, (laughs) maybe. But when they had to go back and they knew, well, we got to tell dad, man. Hmm. We lied to him. He's alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. How hard. It just reminds me. I remember I never did good report card day, right? I love school, but I didn't. I hated school, but I love school. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But I changed my grades because my dad was a disciplined listener uh, Larry. So mm-hmm. I changed my grades because mm-hmm. I was scared that he was going to see all these bad grades. Mm-hmm. And I changed my grades and I got away with it. And it was awesome. Brilliant. And then the next time we got a report card, it was the same report card. They oh. just, I got my report card, and it said on the bottom, do me a favor and don't bother changing your grades No, this time. all These are the ones that you should have. No. But there was a note saying, next time, don't bother changing your grades. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. And I had, my dad was waiting at home to see that report card. Uh-oh. I have never been, I mean, mm-hmm. you know how traumatized I was. I'm still thinking about it. Right. Wow. Right now, it's, that's the it's, it's giving right me there. hives. But that's, I can't imagine what yeah. they had to go there. We're talking about somebody they said was dead. Yeah. And it lasted 22 years. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm kind of comparing it to that, but the feeling, yeah, I mean, horrible. I, I left this I, guy in agony for 22 years. Well, and it, and I bet they tore their clothes. Yeah, the yeah. Velcro clothes. <laughs> right. The Velcro clothes. Mm-hmm. No damage uh, done to those outfits. Yeah, what an incredible. I mean, you think that that was the thing as as you were reading that. I'm going, man, this has been a long journey. 
Yeah. When you read the Bible, you tend to think, oh, three, four, five, six chapters, whatever it is, you go, oh, we're talking a couple years max. No, that's a long amount of time. That's half my life. And going, that's a lot of guilt and a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow and a lot of patience. You know, you think about Jacob and what he went through, the guilt that that the brothers should have been feeling. Joseph, all the stuff that he had been through to this point, all the injustice, continual waiting on God for this moment. And then I watch his reaction and I go, hmm, I wonder how I would respond in a moment like that. I don't know if I'd be a Joseph. I'd like to think I would be, but I don't think I would. I'd want to deal a blow to make them understand. But we we see something, really a picture. Yeah, but instead we see mercy and grace. You're right. Their story is our story. Yeah. And that floors me. Yeah, but wasn't he kind of getting some satisfaction and playing with their heads for a while? (laughs) I mean... Obviously, well, he I forgave him, and he cried because he was so happy. But yeah. he was kind of like, "Yeah, you know, let's have a little fun here." Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he was trying to figure out if they were truly yeah. changed or not. Absolutely. But you think about in his position, he could do whatever he wanted. Exactly to them, right. Right. And there would be no consequence. Right. And and it does make you wonder. Hmm. Let's say they would have been hardened and unrepentant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would what he would have done? done? Yeah. I know what I would have done. Yeah. Me too. But Joseph, I don't know. He seems I just don't to be think a guy who's I, cut above. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that he cried so loud, he was so happy. I mean, he still had major love for his brothers. Yeah. You know, yeah, so for sure. right. I don't know if he would have, I don't know. I don't think he would have been as vicious as you think because yeah. he still loved them. Right. Yeah, he was a man of character. He was that a forgiving person. Mm-hmm. Well, then, yeah. So, so go, go back two episodes ago. And we talked about God forcing Jacob to take this reluctant step of faith. Mm -hmm. So now you see the fruit of that. Mm. So God wasn't trying to punish Jacob. He wanted this moment, but he he had to force Jacob to take a step of faith Mm. to get to this moment. It's just a reminder. This was about God wanting to pour out his goodness on Jacob if Jacob would just listen and trust him. Well, and we all have those moments as parents where sometimes we have to give our children a nudge. But when they see the result of that step of faith in their own life, it's worth it all. It's not easy necessarily to push our kids to that step. But the blessings that flow uh, are 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 well worth it, and here you see it. I mean, I can't imagine to think about the what if if he would have said, "No, we're gonna su- we're gonna suffer and starve and die," but because he responded to God's nudging, what a reunion! What a sweet moment to experience. Well, the thing about Jacob is just all the stuff that he'd been through, and he still. I mean, that's such a good remembrance for us you know i mean he's one of the he's on the mount rushmore man yeah he's and one of the patriots he was just a mess and yeah. he still yeah. had a hard time yeah, he struggled his whole life so when you're thinking i can never blah blah, blah look at this guy right, i yeah. mean and i think the the, the and it, you know and in the end 
I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore. But I think it's basically this telling us as Christians, it's like, look, step out early, man. (laughs) Don't let things get so far. God's basically gave us a blueprint. This is what happens to somebody if they continue to hesitate. So, you know, you start forgiving people and, and step out. Step out early, you know. If he's calling you to do something, do it and step out. Well, and I bet if you were able to ask Jacob, hey, if you could have acted sooner without that nudging, would have you, knowing what the result would have been, he would have said, yeah, of course, had I known. Yeah. And I think about that because, you know, as as parents— Kids will, you know, you'll tell them your story and they'll be like, but dad, it worked out anyway, right? I mean, you messed up and still God blessed you. And that's true. Yeah. God did work out my poor decisions just for think of his what good. You, just think of what you could have avoided. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. There's a better path forward. And that's what he's letting us know in these pages of scripture. It's like, look, you can avoid a lot of things if if you just... Follow you step out in faith and yeah. trust me what I'm saying. Mm. You can avoid a lot of these things. You know, you're gonna if not, I mean it's gonna go through this and this and this, but if, you know, I'm I mean, trying I'm trying to help you here. That's yeah. what he's saying. I'm trying to help you. You know, as a dad, he taught his boys to be deceivers and right. liars and schemers because that's how he lived his whole life. <laughs> And it's like the boys learned it from him. Yeah, it's a sobering yeah. reality. And yet at the end of the story, you see how faithful God has been. He's, Jacob is still his guy. Yep. And God's pouring out his blessings on him. Yeah. I. You know, when you go back into the very part where you said it's easy to keep a record of the bad things, but what about the way God's working in your life? You know, that's one of my uh, things I do before I go to bed at night, mm-hmm. you know, when I have my nighttime prayer. I always, I always thank God for all the things that could have happened Hmm. that didn't because he was looking out for me. You know, there's just so many things in your life Mm -hmm. that it could have went south Hmm. and God was looking out for you. And I think it's good to... um, to remind yourself of those things when just when you think, oh, my God, why did the, you know, well, let's look back at the things that, you know, give him some credit and let him know that you appreciate those things that he got you out of, that things that could have been bad. Yeah. You know. So, so let's maybe wrap this up by addressing our listeners who like these brothers have a history of things they've done that they can't go back and change it is what it is Hmm. so can they accept the forgiveness of god and move forward i think people get stuck it's they they want to go back and redo all that, but you don't get that option. No. So how do you accept the forgiveness of Jesus and move on? You you accept the forgiveness of Jesus and you move on. That's faith. Because right? that's faith. Yep. That's what he tells you to do. And that goes for 
everybody. It doesn't matter what you did in life. It doesn't matter. Like I remember talking to a guy one time and, you know, he was like very accepting of everything and he knew the gospel and everything, but he was said to say, I've been, I've done a lot of dumb stuff. I've done too much stuff. I've done too much bad stuff. <laughs> Man, it doesn't matter. I told him it doesn't matter how much bad stuff you did, you know? Just mm -hmm. uh, Jesus will take it from you and then move on. It's done. It's over with. You're brand new. You know, that's all you got to do. Then you got to stay engaged. Well, and that's the beautiful thing about God's grace is you can't buy it, you can't earn it, and you can't clean yourself up for it. And that's what we see here. Absolutely. These guys, they've done it all, they screwed it up. And yet the grace abounds. And that's true for anyone listening today. If you feel like you're beyond hope, you're not. Absolutely. And you're not doing anything. Jesus did it, not you. You're just accepting what he did for you. And then and then uh, there you go. It's actually not that difficult, Brian. The difficult part is uh, is living it. Yeah. That's the difficult yeah, part. And to believe by faith, it's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. But, uh, man, it's so good. Jesus is so good. Hey, Brian here. I just want you to know a little bit about our sponsor, GoTandem. You may be familiar with workout apps. Well, GoTandem is a spiritual fitness app that's designed to meet you where you're at spiritually and nourish and strengthen you with God's Word. It's a great way to add a spiritual fitness routine to your life. So download Go Tandem today. It's free. Give it a try. That's Go Tandem, T-A-N-D-E-M. And now it's time for me to go. So have a great day, and I hope you'll join us again here on the next episode. Get it done.